Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, hello, loves. Hey, we made it to Friday. It's uh, Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN heading into Veterans Day weekend. Uh, we will spend some time talking about that a little bit later on today, but I, I kind of have a buffet on the agenda today. Like yesterday, we did a whole bunch of topics, and they all worked. And uh, again, I just uh, want to thank you guys. I don't know what has gotten into you guys lately, but uh, the calls to the show have been voluminous, and the quality of the calls to the show has just been excellent. And I I keep on reflecting back to uh, the day after Election Day. And ordinarily, you know, I, I've, I've admitted this before on the air publicly, because of the toxicity of politics in 2023, it, it's uh, honestly, I know some of you don't like to hear this, but it, it's one of those topics that I try to stay away from because, as I've explained before, it's almost like you're guaranteed to lose 50% of your potential audience the minute you start talking about politics, but the day after election day i just keep on reflecting on that program and the civility of the calls to the program everybody was super cool and again in all fairness in all honesty i don't care if you are a straight across the board republican if you are a straight across the board democrat i don't even care if you are a socialist when we do the political stuff i just don't want anybody to feel well if i call in he's going to yell at me because i i really don't do that stuff anymore it's just it's not healthy it's not healthy for the heart it's not healthy for the mind and it's really irritating uh, for you to listen to it so I've tried to to back off on that, and frankly, it's been a uh, it's been a successful strategy, if I may say so myself. But it's only successful because you make it work, and I just want to let you know I'm really grateful for that. Uh, now, as far as what's going to happen with uh, Brian Higgins' congressional seat, you know, everybody is assuming that it's going to be a Democrat, and it may very well end up being a Democrat, let's face it. Um, But I'm just saying, looking at the future, looking at the future before somebody becomes uh, absurdly entrenched in a job, uh, maybe David Bellavia would be interested. And I've not talked with David about this, but maybe down the line. 
uh, he might be interested in a career like that. One never knows. Uh, but again, in all honesty, David and I, we talk a lot off the air. We're always text- texting each other off the air like a couple of schoolgirls. Yes, I've just called a Medal of Honor recipient a schoolgirl. Yes. Uh, but no, we, we text each other all the time. And we're hoping on the uh, 60th anniversary of the murder of President Kennedy to uh, do a show together like we did on Christmas Day. Uh, that was one of the, frankly, Pip, most memorable programs that I've ever done because it was Christmas Day. It was the blizzard of 2022, and uh, David was on early in the morning, and David stayed on with me from 9 in the morning until 3 in the afternoon, and then I think Joe Beamer came in and uh, gave us some relief, but it was uh, an extremely rewarding radio program and uh, got another uh, nice text the other day from blizzard hero jay withy and as i mentioned yesterday um, i did know about this earlier in the week but uh, you know if i find out something that isn't public knowledge and people want to keep it from public knowledge uh, i respect that i always have i always will but the uh, retirement of chictawaga police chief uh, Brian Gould uh, was a big story in Chictawaga uh, this week. Um, I know Brian. I've known Brian for uh, many years, even before he was the chief of police. But, you know, he's always been great uh, to this radio station, has been great in uh, dealing with the public. Uh, and it was actually Chief Gould who brought the Jay Withy story to uh, my attention. Uh, way back, well, way back when in uh, December, early January of uh, this year and late December of uh, last year. But uh, he has had a tremendous career in law enforcement. Uh, the chief before him was Dave Zack. I know Dave. And uh, it's just, I don't know, it's just, uh, it, it, it's kind of weird Um thinking about when you're in and and this is one of the things that I happen to love about working in Buffalo is the fact that if you're in the same area long enough you basically get to know people and you basically get to uh, uh, have sources of information and resources for information uh, to whom you can turn and it's nice quite frankly uh, to be trusted by people with uh, certain information and I really appreciate that I'm always going to appreciate that and as I said earlier uh, people sometimes will say uh, gee you know did, did you ever think about being national of course I've thought about it but look it point in my life it is not going to happen and I'm totally okay with that if I end my career at WBEN, I will be the happiest guy in the world. And no, I do not anticipate retiring at 62, and I'm probably not going to retire at 65, probably looking at around 67. But who knows? I might hang out longer than that, as long as... uh, as long as I've got it in me, got what in you? Now, as long as I have the uh, <laughs> the the resources uh, uh, in me, uh, I'm going to continue to uh, going to continue to do this because, uh, quite frankly, um, I know this sounds corny, but I re- I said corny with a C, uh, but I miss you guys when I am not on. Like, even on the weekends, I miss you guys. And that's probably not very healthy, but it is the way it is. But uh, we have many things uh, 
coming up that I want to get into. In fact, there's one topic that I've had on my mind. Uh, Tim Wager uh, and I have discussed this uh, off the air, but I want to uh, discuss it with you on the air. Uh, today and just see where your head happens to be on it on uh, News Radio 930 WBEN. We have the story at WBEN.com, but I'm going to read from the story right now just so we're all on the same page before you start calling in. And before I start reading the story, the uh, phone number on WBEN is 803 803- 0930. That's 803-0930. The cell number is star 930. And the toll-free number is 1-800-616-WBEN. But I always like to point out, when's the last time you paid for a toll telephone call, a long-distance call? I don't even remember those days. But it used to be, you talk about things that your kids don't get that you were around for like the dial telephones as opposed to the push buttons. Um, a lot of the younger people out there, like Tanner, a young man in his 20s. Tanner, in your lifetime, my young friend, did, did you ever understand, did you ever realize that a long time ago when dinosaurs roamed the earth and we had to walk to school with barbed wire shoes uh, uphill in both directions, did you know that we actually used to have to pay for long-distance phone calls? Yes, I did know that. Did you personally ever pay for a long-distance call? Oh, no. I think the closest thing would be just like the roaming cost on your cell phone, but outside of that, no. Well, it's like it's like when you go to uh, sometimes you go to Angola or sometimes you go to uh, Youngstown or Alcott. You ever get those nice international roaming charges because somehow you're pinging off the uh, towers in Canada? You ever have that happen? I don't believe so, but that's good to know oh. in case that situation ever does come up. Well, you need you need to get out more, Tanner. You need to start coming out with us and uh, become a full-blown degenerate, except your hours don't exactly mesh with uh, being a full-grown degenerate. So I, uh, I'm i happy that I'm preserving your integrity in some respects, but I, I believe you're missing out in other respects. So uh, let's, let's talk about this whole right on red thing. Dateline Chicago, Associated Press. Sophie Langerman was on her way to a bicycle safety rally in the Lakeview neighborhood of Chicago back in June. A car turning right rolled through the red light and slammed into her bike, which she was walking off the curb and into the crosswalk. Now, the car was moving slowly enough that this lady escaped serious injury, but the bicycle required extensive repairs. And to this lady, it is another argument for ending a practice that almost all U.S. cities have embraced for decades. The legal prerogative for a driver to turn right after stopping at a red light. There has been, and this surprises me, frankly, but there has been a dramatic rise in accidents involving the killing or injuring of pedestrians and bicyclists, and that has led to a myriad of policy and infrastructure changes, but there's a move in some places to ban right on red, and uh, that has drawn some very intense sentiments on both sides. Now, the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., the city council last year approved a right on red ban that takes effect in a couple of years. The new mayor of Chicago, 
uh, has a transition plan, and it is calling for a restriction of right turns on red. But the administration in Chicago uh, has not provided specifics. Uh, the college town of Ann Arbor, Michigan, now prohibits right turns at red lights downtown. In San Francisco, leaders recently voted to urge their transportation agency to ban right on red across the city. And other major cities like L.A., Seattle, and Denver have looked into the bans as well. Drivers should not have the option to decide for themselves when they think it is safe, said the woman, 26 years old, who was injured in the collision with which we let off the story. People are busy. People are distracted. However, Jay Bieber, who is with the National Motorists Association, an advocacy organization for drivers, calls it a fallacy to assume that such blanket bans would make streets safer. He cited an upcoming study by his association that analyzed California crash data from 2011 to 2019 and found that drivers turning right on red accounted for only about one pedestrian death and less than one bicyclist death statewide every two years. And he says, and this is an interesting take, because part of me agrees with this. What's really behind this movement is part of the agenda to make driving as miserable and as difficult as possible so people don't drive so much. Safety advocates, however, they say, wait a minute, official crash reports are often mislabeled, and that undercounts the uh, dangers. So before I get into uh, the rest of this uh, rather lengthy article, uh, let me ask you a question as far as right on red is concerned. Do you believe that your option as a driver, unless marked otherwise, to turn right on red, is that basically something that you support or do you not support it? And one of the things uh, that I think is uh, somewhat problematical is, okay, I understand, and I think you understand, that there are a lot of motorists who are very distracted. We have more gizmos and gadgets and toys in our car than ever before. Uh, between the big screens and the satellite radio and the AM, the FM, uh, the Bluetooth, and then uh, making sure that everything is uh, totally synced up, blah, blah, blah. So you, you have a lot of distractions as a, uh, as a driver of motor vehicles, but pedestrians, I've noticed, also have become increasingly distracted. I don't think that the distraction situation is limited to people who drive cars or motor vehicles. I think it is an epidemic in America, and I don't think either side, if you will, uh, is is to blame uh, exclusively uh, and excluding the other possibilities. How many times have you seen somebody crossing the street and they are utterly oblivious to the fact that they are jaywalking, they're utterly oblivious to the fact that it is not safe to cross when they are crossing. Now, keep in mind, if there is a pedestrian and there is a crosswalk, you're going to lose that argument every time, okay? Because once the pedestrian is in the crosswalk, that pedestrian becomes basically like uh, kryptonite, okay? 
uh, you're going to get a very hard time should you hit a pedestrian who happens to be in a crosswalk. And you have to use extra, extra, extra sense when you are in a crosswalk situation. But the, uh, the right on red, uh, does it in fact save you time? Is the saving in time worth what may be an increased risk to pedestrians as well as people on bicycles? And we've certainly talked about cars and bikes before. And I always, doing these kinds of programs, I always point out the importance of safety for everybody. And look, I'm not one of these people who thinks that you should be walking around in a plastic bubble your entire life because you simply cannot eliminate all dangers from everyday life as much as we would like to believe it's possible. Uh, It simply isn't because people are people and sometimes people do, well, sometimes people do some pretty pretty silly things. The uh, phone number is 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. And let me ask you this. Do you believe there really is a movement to make driving as difficult and as hassled as possible uh, because of perhaps an environmental agenda? And locally, um, I always thought, and again, I say this with respect I don't say this with hostility or anger, but the Skijakwita, the 198, there was one fatality which resulted in the speed limit being drastically reduced on the 198, and that particular accident had nothing to do with speed. That accident had to do with somebody apparently with narcolepsy um, who fell asleep behind the wheel And the rest, unfortunately, is tragic history. But my understanding is that the family was kind of uh, connected and they basically used their connections to assist in getting uh, Andrew Cuomo, who was governor back then, to uh, make sure that the speed limit on the 198 was considerably reduced. Um, Should we do away with right on red? Are there ways to make right on red safer? Now, in school zones, uh, and we all know the areas with which we are most familiar. Duh. Uh, it's kind of saying the same thing twice, uh, but in different words. But uh, on Sheridan Drive at Mill Street, around where I live, you can't make a right-hand turn from Sheridan onto Mill during certain hours of the school day. And that doesn't bother me. And it doesn't bother me because I can see an absolute argument to be made in favor of safety. And it's not that important ever for me to make a right-hand turn at the possible expense of the safety of, of children. Because, again, if you listen to this show enough, look, I happen to be very fond of children. They are our future and the to be protected, and children, like the rest of us, seem to be growing increasingly um, less conscious of paying attention. Um, And sometimes, have you ever driven by a seven-year-old on a bike and the seven-year-old is on a cell phone on the bicycle? Ooh. 
Don't know that I would have been any different as a seven-year-old. I'm just saying that uh, that kind of gets my goat just a little bit. Uh, 803-0930 is the uh, phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBEN. It is Bowerly with you, loves, on a Friday. Your call's coming right up. This is a great time to call. We'll stack up the calls and get right to them following Tom Puckett and the news at 2.30 on News Radio 930 WBEN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Tanner Saunders behind the glass making the magic happen. Uh, Bowerly, so right on red, uh, if we did away with right on red, would it make you safer as a pedestrian, as a cyclist, uh, or would it simply impede the flow of traffic? Now, I happen to enjoy right on red, especially late at night when there's not another car on the road and there are very, very few pedestrians. Uh, but I do understand certain areas where you cannot make a right on red. Some of them because there are visual obstructions. I, I have no problem with that. And some because they're near school zones. And I also have no problem with that because uh, the safer we can make our children, uh, the better off I think we will all be. At the same time, I also think there needs to be uh, some emphasis placed on uh, the pedestrians out there, that they also need to be less buried in their cell phones and their distractions, just as motorists need to be. Um, I think this might actually be an idea or uh, a, a, a situation where we might actually come to a compromise where everybody says, you know what, that makes sense. Uh, how about you? 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. And Tanner, if you would punch up line one, um, I will log off at my convenience and uh, get this thing uh, humming along again. Here is uh, Steve of Grand Island. Steve, welcome to the show, my love. What is on your mind? Uh, a situation where you're waiting to make a right on red and you look up the cross traffic you see no cross traffic, and then all of a sudden, um, coming up, the traffic coming opposed to you, they've got a green arrow. And all of a sudden, they start moving after you feel it's safe to make the right on red, if you understand what I'm trying to say. I think in a situation like that, there should be no right on red. Walk me through that one more time. I'm not sure that I totally grasp what you were trying to get to. I'm sure okay. you. I, I'm sure it's a great point. I just I, I'm a little slow sometimes, and I need some help better understanding it. Okay, 
let's say you're on Delaware, okay? Delaware and Sheridan, which uh, happens to be a frequent route for me. And I want to make the right on red from uh, Delaware to Sheridan. And then the people who are coming opposed to me, the opposite direction from me, they've got a green arrow. Right. So as soon as you start making your right on red, their green arrow clicks in, and they start coming at you. Right. Okay? So I think in a situation like that where you have a lot of traffic, I think there should be no right on red. What if, Steve, and this is just a what if, and I know the intersection of which you speak, and I think we all uh, have intersections where the same situation plays itself out. Um, on my drive home from work, there are a couple of situations uh, like that. But what, what if we made it no right on red, but only during certain hours? And, for example, why should it even be an issue at 3 in the morning? And I, I'm the kind of a guy that I believe a lot of uh, of uh, uh, red lights could actually be done away with after, say, midnight in favor of uh, flashing yellow lights. In other words, caution, not a complete stop. But I don't want to get too far off the subject. W- would you be okay with that if we uh, said, hey, during certain high traffic uh, volume hours, like 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., uh, 4 p.m. until 8 p.m., no right on red. Would that make you feel any better? Exactly, I would. And I was thinking that was going to be my next proposal. Because there are some places I noticed now where they will have a separate uh, screen up there right next to the red light, and it will say no right on red at certain times. Because I noticed yes. that during the day. Yes. Now, that makes sense to me. Your idea is right on there. Well, I mean, if, if I think, look, we can all agree that we want people to be as safe as possible, and we want to minimize to the greatest extent possible the number of fatalities and the number of serious injury automobile accidents. And we, we all agree on that. And what you are saying, um, should there be – just I'm just bouncing some ideas off of you. Should we weigh certain factors into it, uh, the, not just the time, but also the traffic flow and volume through a given intersection? As you pointed out, Delaware and Sheridan is a very busy intersection, and I'm sure that people all over western New York have their least favorite intersections with which they have to interface every day. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That should be... Uh, take it into consideration. In, in other words, each intersection should be looked at and analyzed uh, individually like that. Well, I know we have people listening who uh, are members of the uh, DOT, so maybe they'll be kind enough to uh, send me uh, a text because they've got my private number uh, during the show today to offer their ideas. And, of course, I shall not name these individuals. Ha- have you ever had a close call because of somebody uh, with the green arrow, especially if, if you know that that particular intersection has the green arrow for the people coming at you as you're trying to make the right on red. Don't you find yourself being a little extra cautious there? Oh, absolutely. Again, at Delaware and Sheridan, I was making the left. I've got the green arrow. And as I'm making the left, the traffic coming uh, opposite me, 
the guy starts making a right turn on red. And it got close. It got close. Thank God, you know, Delaware is a two-lane road, and I was able to stay in the left lane, and he, you know, he saw me coming, and he did put his brakes on. But but if if I may, for maybe another show, if you don't mind, uh, these kids that I got these electric bikes now, these electric motorized bikes, I almost killed a guy the other day. Because the kid I was at, and now this was in the city of Buffalo. Uh, I forgot exactly where it was now, but I'm at the light, ready to go straight ahead, waiting for the light to change. And this kid on on his electric bike comes up the yellow line on my left oh. and proceeds to make a right turn in front of me just as the just before the light turned green. Oh, yeah. For me to go straight, I mean, I came within, I would say, a second of killing this kid. And and some of those bikes, you, you don't hear them. Okay, they're very quiet. Uh, the only thing that saved us was the fact that the kid had a bike that made a lot of noise. And you know, I, I realized what was happening, and I just sat there while he proceeded through. The red light making a right turn in front of me. Was there any? Was uh, and by by the way, that is an interesting show. But um, there, tell me that there was no road rage. There was no flipping of the bird in either of those situations. I didn't have time to do it with the kid on the (laughs) bike. He just went so fast (laughs) in front of me. He was up the you know going up the street. He was probably. 25, 50 feet uh, up the up up the other road before I, I would have had to thought about. I, I I usually don't do that, but yeah, no, it's it's frankly road rage is a real. It's just such a stupid thing to get involved in, and um, you know I had a situation this week where uh, it could have been last week, but I did something really stupid. And it was totally my fault. I, w- I was paying attention. I just made a stupid driving move. It happens. Right. And uh, I did pull up next to the guy. I waved and I said, bro, I am so sorry. That's on me. And it's funny because sometimes people can go from angry to, okay, this guy's all right. In about five seconds, just if you just hold the hands open like, hey, my bad, I screwed up. Well, I had a similar situation like that where I was tempted, but... Um this gal, she was on my right, switched, no turn signal, uh, made a, went into my lane, which was to the left of her, Oy. and really, really quickly, okay? And when we met up at the next intersection, and I was now on the right side of her because she was making a left, I was making a right, and I just kind of gave her a look, okay? Just gave her a look. Yeah. And her passenger reached out through the window and says, what are you looking at? What are you looking at? Oh, and, I mean, that was they, they were upset because they knew they did something wrong. But, anyways, there's a lot yeah. of crazy drivers out there. You know that. It, well, yeah, but you know what? There are things in this life worth being upset over and things that you just got to accept. But I, I have found, even on the road, that 
if you at least attempt to apologize, usually it works out well. I mean, there have been maybe a couple of times where somebody has uh, made an untoward comment, uh, but, uh, yeah. you know, you got you, people, people come in all shapes and sizes and all temperaments, and uh, I'm glad that you didn't get into an accident. Uh, we'll see what other people have to say about your idea of uh, uh, of, of a time uh, specification on right on red and also a traffic volume uh, specification on right on red to make right on red safer because frankly right on red to me is a great convenience and you know the other thing about right on red I don't know if I'm sure you've experienced this Steve but have you ever had the people um, you're in the right hand lane you know you're going to make a right hand turn at the light coming up but somebody decides they have to get in front of you they get in front of you, blocking your access to making the right on red, and they're going straight. And there was no reason for them to get in front of you. <laughs> All they were was obstructing your progress. Um, and again, not worth having a heart attack over, not worth freaking out over. But sometimes I, I wonder why people do that. But, well, I, who knows why? I don't know. But again, let me just emphasize, I have seen that that special screen up near the uh the 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 signal itself yeah and it only goes on at, at certain times no right on red and, interesting and uh, you look for that it'll look just like a a black screen to the right of the uh the turns the the signal itself so um, you know the DOT my... must be thinking about this I'll, I'll keep my eyes open for that. I mean, the, the intersection I mentioned before, Sheridan and Mill, there is a sign there. Uh, actually, I think at all of the points of the intersection, uh, which does, it, it's not a screen. It's just an ordinary sign. No right on red during school hours. And to me, that, again, it always made sense. You're right near a school. And the last thing anybody ever wants to do is hurt a child or, God forbid, kill a child. It, it's just, ugh. But, but I think, look for that. Look for that black screen, you know, to the right of the signal, because frequently it's just black when I go through there. But sometimes, I guess during rush hour or whatever, I never really paid that much attention when it actually works. But there's times I've gone through there, and it will say, uh, "No right on red." Well, Steve, I'm going to move on to some other folks. I am grateful for your call, and uh, have yourself a wonderful weekend. Thank you, sir. All right, Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN, and uh, Tanner will kill line number one, and we will now go to line number two. I've uh, just got a little computer thing i got to take care of. It's no big deal. Don't, gotta, don't have to get the engineers involved in it. Oh, Mark, you're breathing heavily, and I find myself uh, uh, intrigued. Mark in Angola, you're on WBEN. Welcome to the show, sir. Well, that's good to hear, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> so this, is, uh, this has a lot to do well, a little bit to do with the previous call. I install those signs at the traffic signals. Um, and how this sign works is if a pedestrian activates the button to cross, right. Right. then the sign lights up and it says no turn on red. That's how they work. And I, I, I think that this is... Is a situation that is kind of pertinent to what you're talking about because these could actually be actuated during certain time frames of the day where you would not have to hit the button, but that sign would illuminate itself 
at, at a certain time of the day, seeing let out school hours or school right. coming in hours. That so when when uh, no, but let me just follow up on this. Uh, I presume yes, that you work uh, you, you work for a highway department or some some kind of department of transportation related field. Is that correct? Well, I, I work in the outside electrical construction industry for a contractor. Oh, okay. On, on on highways. So just a question for you. Under what circumstances do you get called in to put up one of those uh, 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 pedestrian-activated devices? Um, do, do a certain yeah. number of complaints have to come in? Accidents? Uh, what's the story? Well, as of complaints coming in and new installations on old intersections, we haven't done any of that. And we are a pretty large company, pretty well known. I won't say it, but I think um, I, know, I think I know which one it is, but I'm not going to say it either. Let's just say that I know your boss. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I got a lot of them. <laughs> okay, but uh, it's generally in new construction within the last five to seven years we've been installing these things in different areas. If somebody who listens to your show as I do would like to see how they work, um, Borden and French, I wouldn't right. think that that's a problem saying that. Uh, we've recently installed some there within the last couple of years. Uh, the first ones in the area, I think to go up were Walden and, and uh, Harlem. Right. Um, so, if for some odd reason, you know, some of the people that are interested in your show want to see how these work, well, park in a safe place, go hit a push button, and stare at it, and you'll see how it works. <laughs> I, I often, I often uh, press buttons and stare at them. Uh, it's called logging onto my computer every day. Uh, but, hey, one quick question I wanted to ask you. What do you think, and this came up on uh, David Bellavia's show, I think, the other day. What do you think of those hawk lights? I hate them. Really? <laughs> No, no, I'm curious, how come? They're hard to install. I've never used one as a pedestrian. So, therefore, in certain situations like the one in Williamsville, that's probably a good idea, you know, because they're really illuminated. Oh, say that again. If you drive through one of them, you got an issue. Uh, yes, uh, definitely a vision test would be in order. But, you know, the one thing that bothers me, and I want to hear what other people have to say about the Hawk lights, um, it, it drives me just a little bit nuts. Uh, but when when there is a Hawk light available and somebody, a pedestrian, is maybe 50 feet from the Hawk light and they decide to jaywalk instead during an hour of busy traffic, I can't figure out the mentality. I can't. Uh, I hear you. Yeah, there's one on Sheridan Drive. It's got to be a real pain in the butt for uh, drivers, the transportation public. Um, But how do you cross Sheridan Drive without something like that? Well, is is that pedestrian bridge still up on Sheridan? Uh, It's like by the police station, by the junior high school. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I I mean, but. haven't driven by there in quite some time. But, you know, and the reason I bring that up is, again, if you listen to the show, I I certainly appreciate that. But um, one of the tragedies that I've seen looming for many, many years is around UB, the Amherst campus, specifically Millersport and Flint, and then um, Maple and Flint, 
because those poor UB students take their lives in their hands at least twice a day trying to cross some very busy intersections. And I have a very hard time believing that it wouldn't be a good idea uh, it, it, and it, it should be relatively economical to do it, to put in pedestrian walkways over a road like that. Because, and, and also Flint, too, there's no sidewalks uh, or very exactly. limited sidewalks on Flint. And, you know, the, look, maybe I, I just I feel just horrible for these students who have to do that walk. Walking across UB's campus in a raging windstorm winter day is uh, unpleasant enough. And I just I think we really need some pedestrian walkways in certain areas of western New York. And those would be my first two choices. I totally agree with you there, Tom. I mean, then you eliminate driver error. And I work in traffic, and driver error is terrible, especially nowadays. But you put, you know, kind of like the the walkway across the 990. (laughs) Um, It's lit. It's caged. So it's, you know, it's, it's safe, you know, um, similar to what you're talking about. I, t- I totally agree. And not to mention, I, I install crosswalks for a living and or that's part of my living. Right. I don't want to lose that part, but no. I'm more concerned about the public. I'm ready to retire. Well, I, I, don't don't do it uh, yet because we need as many of you traffic safety people out there as we possibly can have. Um, I'm grateful for the call, sir, and I'm going to continue this topic uh, into the next hour. Thank you kindly, and uh, have a good weekend, my love. Yes, yes, sir. Thank right. you. Thank you. Eight zero three zero nine thirty star nine thirty and one eight hundred six one six W B E N. Let's see. Uh, oh, I do want to uh, uh, pass on uh, get well. Uh, wishes to uh, my friend Nick Ordicelli, who uh, is discovering what back pain is all about. And, uh, oh, he's got – now he's uh, in a great deal of distress. I'm only mentioning that because he had a, a Facebook post uh, today to that effect. Uh, he's been to the chiropractor, and uh, if you've – you know, someday that actually would be a great topic. What body part is the most painful when it goes out on you? And I, I think that if you have a bad back, oh, my goodness. And But then again, you could also have a knee that needs replacing or a hip that needs replacing. I guess it's whatever is hurting you at the specific time of pain pain is what you think of the most but oh back pain you if you've never had back pain consider yourself blessed and lucky because uh, it is literally a pain in the butt and uh, above the butt as well but uh, anyway uh, get well soon uh, Nick Orticelli I'm sure your back pain uh, will be all better by uh, next week and by the way Nick you know I am a trained massage therapist but that might be just a little weird even for us but I'm just saying, it's uh, 2:57 at News Radio 9:30. Oh, I'm going to hear about that. 2:57 at News Radio 9:30 WBEN. It is Bowerly on a Friday. So what do we do? Do we do away with right on red, or do we do it smarter? A uh, lot of discussion about this across the country. Been dying to do this topic, and today is the day on News Radio 9:30 WBEN. Don't go anywhere. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.